the path of the artist is that they don't give up anytime something happens to them. They transform that, oh, it happened for me, into something that can therefore serve another human that's going through something similar or completely different. This is Awakened Love, the podcast, and I'm your host, Angel. This is a space where we get real, real about sex, love, and awakening. So strap in, let's go deep. What's up, beautiful awakened beings, and welcome to another episode of Awakened Love. Today, I have Rachel Pringle on the show. She is a dynamic tantra teacher, a sensual mystic, an actress, a poet, and my best friend. If you've listened to the podcast before, I'm sure you already know her, and she needs no introduction. And I'm so, so elated to have her here with us today. (laughs) Hello, my love. Oh, me? (laughs) (laughs) You did that last time. And I literally just consciously thought, Angel, don't laugh too loud. Last time I got in trouble by the the production team saying like you're peaking the mic whenever I do an episode with you by laughing. And I just fucking squealed (laughs) high pitch. Sorry, production team. Anyways, here we are. Here we are. What's up? (laughs) I thought you were going to say hello, my loves to the audience. I was like, oh. Yeah, I should have told you that. The intro comes later. But anyways, we're here now with you, my love, and also the loves that are listening. Um, What's up? You just moved to Ibiza. Tell us. Ah, Yes, I just moved to Ibiza. I feel like I am living a dream into reality, and it is giving me exactly what I've desired, which is spaciousness, stillness, and creativity. So I'm just really like soaking up that and I keep on orienting Mm. back to that stillness silence creativity stillness silence creativity and allowing that to be at the forefront of everything that I do because the energy of this land is strong yes it is honey you and I have been talking about what the fuck is happening Mm -hmm. we'll often text each other and be like hey by the way what the fuck is happening (laughs) what is life um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if anyone else is listening and feeling that way, I'm with you. You're We're not alone. You. Uh, you are not alone. And it's crazy. Like, I, I love that you brought up the stillness and the silence because I think it was you, might have been Jessica, but I said to one, either you or her, like, I only took one day on Monday where I just laid on the couch all day. Yeah, it was you. And I did literally nothing. And I actually wept with gratitude that afternoon because I had done enough healing that I could do that without beating myself up Mm -hmm. and being so guilty and feeling like, and then I don't even rest because I'm there thinking about how I shouldn't be resting and how I should, all the other things I should, 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 and shooting all over myself. Mm -hmm. And I was actually able to just lay there and do nothing for Mm -hmm. a whole day. And when I did that, all of this creativity poured in and I was able to do all this writing and get all this creative ideas for workshops for the Temple of Eros, which we're going to talk about in a minute, Mm -hmm. but You're so right. Like we need that stillness and that silence in order to be in creativity. And I think we're in a culture that's so obsessed with productivity that we don't get a fucking chance to breathe. And then we wonder why we feel lifeless. Yeah, it's like, it's fascinating because I did tea and poetry this morning and my main takeaway was this slight tiny adjustment of lengthening my spine just from the back of my neck. Right. And Ooh. and what that does to the system, it immediately aligns our 
cerebral spinal fluid, our breath becomes deeper, our awareness becomes heightened. And that's the entry point for creativity. And that can only come with the ability to perceive silence and stillness, right? Like, and because we had three cups of tea, there was this long moment where I get, I got to come back to that over and over again. I saw how easy it is to slip out of it and how easy it is to slip into it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's a greater metaphor there around alignment. You're talking about like this physical postural alignment that creates this energetic alignment. And if we think about our body as the structure for the energy to flow, it's like if we expand that out, our life yeah. is the structure within which energy can flow or not flow. Yeah. Talk to me about artistry. You're an artist and the animistic. Mm -hmm. I would say we both share that, have that in common. Talk to me about that. How has your creativity and being an artist for you overlapped with the spiritual path, being a mystic, your connection to God? Mm. Yeah, I think that artistry for me is the gateway to alchemy, right? It, that's the process in which mm. I can alchemize and transmute what is in my field into something else, right? And it's it's leaning into this expression of conscious evolution, right? The the basis of consciousness is to evolve over and over again. And specifically with darker emotions, it's they're like they're meant to be put into art, I believe. Right. And like the age old saying, like, make art out of our pain. And that really birthed through me in acting. That was something I'd never really touched before because of all of our conditioning as human beings that I think we all go through as as kids whether it's too much anger or no anger, there's still some energy around of repression of darker emotions, anger, rage, jealousy, shame, blame, guilt, whatever it is. And that was the first experience that set up a safe container for me to express the fullness of what I was feeling. And then to allow that mm. to turn into something that created awe in others right? Mm. And permission in others, because I believe that's what art is. When you see something that's art is, is up to interpretation. It is whatever you as the observer are allowing yourself to experience through hearing, seeing, feeling, touching, smelling, whatever it may be. And that journey is, you know, the pain or whatever we're feeling that gets transmuted and created into this thing that frees someone else. Right. Yes. And and like the acting was and is such a massive, huge container to explore all of those different realms. And so much of mm. what I do in, in ritual work, and I would say what we do is, you know, techniques that you learn in acting, how to use your body, how to use your voice, how to express what you're feeling in like the pit of your shoulder or the corner of your hip into, you know, some sort of expression that heals because art heals us because it takes something that's unexplainable and gives us a moment of reprieve. Yes. Oof. Yeah, baby. And I think it redefines what we see as beautiful. Like art helps us get into contact with true beauty. Mm. And it's like when we look at 
someone doing um, improvisational or contemporary dance and they're moving their body in a way that wouldn't be conventionally beautiful, but it's so moving Mm. that you kind of reorient and reorganize internally that I can be weird and fucked up and twisted and beautiful and moving. Or you listen to a song about heartbreak Mm. or desperation and it strikes something so fucking deep inside of you that you realize that actually all of this human condition, I came to taste all of it. Mm -hmm. Art like is the bridge, I think, that helps us get there. And, you know, for you, it was acting, me too, but also music and singing. And I know you have such a deep connection with music as well. And it's like, I I really believe singing saved my life. Mm -hmm. Like I look at my family of origin and there's addiction and psychosis and mental health. And like, how did I get through that? And I don't mean just like emotionally, I mean like my actual nervous system. Mm -hmm. Like, how did I get through that? And I honestly believe that it was because I would sing my little heart out everywhere I went to the point it would drive my family insane. (laughs) My brother once said to me, it it doesn't matter that you're good. It's like listening to the same album over and over and over and over. And I was like, oh, which, you know, created its own, its own wounding where I had carried this burden that my voice was annoying Mm. for a long time. I've had to work through that, but you know, and I think a lot of people listening probably feel like, well, my voice isn't good enough or my blah, blah, blah. My acting isn't good enough. My movement isn't good enough. That's not the point yeah. I think that we're touching on here is that, as you said, like art is alchemy. It's yeah. the thing that allows us to make meaning from this con- human condition. Mm. The other concentric circle that you and I share is we have art as part of our spiritual practice, yes. you know, like writing poetry, not just for pretty words, but like as a way to literally experience and integrate the pain the beauty the mystery to talk to god through movement Mm. and vocalizing like but there's also this other concentric circle that overlaps for you and i and that's eros and eroticism and sexuality and sensuality Mm. can you speak to that for you like where that that circle overlaps in this oh i love everything that you just said and i think it it's so it so perfectly overlaps in the most delicious way. And I just want to touch upon, you know, that like making everything beautiful because when I first started acting and getting into my body and getting into my voice and unlocked that, my teacher would always say like, you love to get ugly because it was such freedom of, of, of an identity that I had been carrying most of my life. And through that freedom and liberation of self, it became beauty. You know, it's so beautiful yes. to see someone who's freeing themselves, right? And mm. I think the, the awareness is Eros is life force energy. It is the full meeting of the moment, which involves everything. It's not just what we deem pretty or perfect. It is the allowance of the fullness of the moment moved through us and whatever sensory experience we're, we're expressing in that moment. And that becomes erotic because you are allowing yourself yes. to fully feel and express everything. And the expression of it then therefore moves it, right? What was once ugly goes to being beautiful. What was once beautiful goes to being ugly and therefore back and forth and and horrible goes to horrific and glorious and then laughter. And that movement 
of our senses through the different emotions and the allowance of our being alive is pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then we're playing full out on the stage of life. Like when I hear you talking like that, I'm like, that's playing full out. And that's what we're hungry for. Yeah. That's what I see women. And I know, you, you know, Rachel and I, if anyone listening is new, have together, I would say 20 years of experience mm -hmm. facilitating that. women. And I find that, that, that what women want is they have a hunger for more. Yes. They want to play full fucking out. Women are brave and courageous. They don't just want the pretty and packaged up that life is selling them, you know, follow this path, get the ring, get the guy, get the fucking dog and the picket fence and blah, blah, blah. It's like, sure, those things, but they want it to feel full. They want to be on the stage of life playing full fucking out, licking life all the way to the edges. Mm. And I think what we're talking about here is, is as you've so beautifully deemed it, the path of the sensual mystic. Yeah the seeker, mm. the, the being, and I think the being within each of us, the soul within each of us seeks truth at all costs, at all fucking costs. Yeah. The soul within us is willing to give up the things we said we should have wanted or even the things we worked hard to get in the name of what is true, moment to moment. Mm. And when we bring that sensuality in like you're talking about, all of a sudden we start to have all these different paints that we can play with. Now we're making art out of all of our emotions. Now we're letting life fuck us and then occasionally growing a cock and fucking life. Now we're playing with polarity, like we're inhabiting ourselves, mm. this life fully. And I think what I see is that as women, I know for myself, that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. That's what I'm hungry for and will continue to lean into. And that's why we created the Temple of Eros. Yeah. Well, and I think that the you said it, like truth is beauty. That's what we seek. We seek liberated truth because that is freedom incarnate. And I think that for so many of these experiences, artistry on its own or spirituality on its own, we're, we're missing elements that we're searching for, especially as women, because like you said, we're insatiable. We are so hungry and yearning to be fucked open and to fuck ourselves open over and over again. And so oftentimes we sort of reach this limit where we, we get into this path that leaves us dissatisfied because we're cu yes. cutting out natural parts of our existence, which is you know to use the senses of our magnificent expression of life through our body as mystical expression, right? Because that's what we, when you think of someone who's singing an incredible song or who's acting in a part that's moving you, they are in truth and freedom. It's the same way that we, when we're as women in a pleasure practice together, the reason why it feels so incredible is because we're experiencing truth happening all around us, permission to feel all of the feelings like when we go through a pleasure practice is not oftentimes it's not always what you would imagine pleasure is there's all of these stages there's grief there's anger there's sadness there's there's ecstasy there's beauty there's bliss there is you know coming open to god there's all these different versions and so much of what yes. we experience in our life has put us into a box and i believe and i think yes. you do as well is that the path to central mysticism is there is no box. It is working with what is. 
and making art out of everything that arises and using it as a way to fully express what it is that we're feeling in the moment so that all of our humans, not just sisters, can experience that and remember, you know, like when I wrote my poetry book, like that was one of the most painful times of my life. And I wrote that crying and sweating and heaving in my living room. And now it's this beautiful piece of art that makes people feel a certain way that was not even close to what I was feeling when I was writing it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like giving women the tools, the support, the satsang, the community to touch, embody and live what is true for them in any moment. As you said, that could be rage, that could be grief, that could be orgasmic bliss, mm -hmm. but f like being able to come into contact with what's true and having the courage to live that, yeah. to make art from it, to embody it. <laughs> to gift that to the world. And I think when we do that, we start to give the world our greatest gifts, which is us yeah. unleashed. And this idea of satsang, I think is so important. Like you in my life, the women in my life, like, holy shit, I could not, I wouldn't want to do this alone. And we don't have to. And I think satsang is such a beautiful word. It's like in some essences, we translate that as community, but other translations are truth seekers like a group of sincere seekers. And I think that's our hope and intention with creating the Temple of Eros is creating this energetic field that will call to it all that are ready to seek the truth at any cost, yeah. that are here to fucking play full out on the stage of life, even if they're scared, mm -hmm. even if they never have before, even if they don't know how, knowing that you and I can hold them, can create the invitation for them to step into and we will hold that fucking door open yes. <laughs> and all they have to do is step through and then it's fun. That's the thing I think is so missing from so much of this. It's painful and it's tragic and it's weird and it's fun. Mm. Like we're doing workshops on sacred theater mm -hmm. and songwriting and vocal activation and eros and erotic themes and erotic poetry and pleasure practices. It's like it's fun, yeah. it's alive because each of us are actually at our core vibrant, mm. alive, ferocious fucking women. And we live in a society that strangles that, uh, that out of us. So we need to create these spaces as like a homecoming back into the essence of our wild soul. And I think that's the imprinting that you and I carry. Yeah. Like that's the work we're here to do in the world. And you and I are not just doing that like as work, this is not our business. This is our fucking path. Yeah. We wake up every day. This is what we talk about. This is what we practice. This is what we live. This is what we breathe. Like yeah. this is who we are, y'all. Yeah. This is it. Well, this is a testament to like our life is a testament to this practice. And and like like you said, like I, I'm so grateful not to do this alone. You know, and and we need each other because we all have codes for each other. And I think to exactly what you said, it is fun. And the thing that we get stuck on is that these darker emotions have been deemed bad or wrong or sinful when they're they're just darker. But there are so many beautiful things about darkness. Darkness signifies infinite possibilities. Darkness is the nothingness, the void, the spaciousness. And so to reprogram, I think that the most 
beautiful aspect of what we both bring to this space is the ability to completely energetically reprogram our beings to see everything as a journey to artistic expression and erotic expression so that the deepest, most, you know, grief-filled, rage-filled moment turns into a gift for yourself first and foremost, and then for every person around you. And that's what gets you all the things that you want, that magnetism that we're sort of all so obsessed with in this reality, which of course, magnetism is delicious. What does that, what does that come from? That comes from being with all parts of yourself and making love yes. to all parts of yourself and taking every small part of you and really fully cherishing, worshiping and bringing it all mind because that's what makes up your big self, right? It's not eradicating yes. or, you know, letting go of that person or that part of you. It's like what is what's the magic and art that that small part of you has to offer that you're missing because you're abandoning or rejecting it Oof. yes yes and that wholeness that you're speaking about it's like i think you and i both live to this that spiritual growth is not just an ascent it's also a descent that our tree can only grow as tall as our roots go deep and this practice, this path that we're describing that you and I have been living and exploring and pushing the edges of, yeah. for me, feels whole. Because if I just have my contemplative practices of stillness, where I connect with spirit, without art or eros, they feel rigid mm -hmm. and empty. Mm -hmm. If I just have my eros and my art without the contemplative practices of devotion and connecting to spirit, those things feel like pure chaos without any baseless ground, without any like thread of the eternal within them. Like it has to be all of it. Yeah. It gets to be all of it. And I think that it gets to be so playful and fun. And I, I, like I said, I think that's missing from so much of what we see. It gets to be really fucking erotic. Yeah. Like life as women, like that's our fucking superpower. We have this like crazy portal between our legs. It is like people ask about intuition, like ask your pussy, mm -hmm. you know, as Mama Gina would mm -hmm. say, like the great pussy in the sky, your GPS, this turn on that we feel that again, society disconnects us from yeah. when we're socialized to close our legs, close our mouth yeah. when we disconnected from our voices. Like how many women listening have felt like they've silenced themselves, that they felt their voices contracted. You know, I hope that every woman listening feels like she can sing yeah. and use her voice and use her turn on to steer her towards God, to playful out on the path of life, to be, you know, you were talking about magnetism. What is that? It's this, as you were saying, this wholeness, this soulfulness, like where does soulfulness come from? It's being in touch with what is essential and what is true and having the mm. fucking courage and the willingness to live and touch what is true in every moment. And our society does not initiate us into that mm. <laughs> at all, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we can choose it. And we, and, and I, I could not have done this alone. I'm so oh fucking God. grateful for you, my love, like, holy shit, <laughs> because you call me forward and you call, you call me, me forward. forward when I'm not, <laughs> we do it for each other. Mm -hmm. You're like, bitch, yeah. is that, and just by being the mirror, is that what's true? You've actually asked me that question directly many times. You, you so lovingly, I can be in tears in my fucking total bullshit story. And you'll say, my love, that's a story. Is that true? And I'm like, even in the depths of it, 
we get to do that for each other. We can call each other home. And I'm like, no, it's total bullshit. <laughs> and your loving acceptance of, and I love you and it's okay. Just be where you are, but, but don't forget what's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the awareness is, can we return to living boldly? And that's something that you and I have possessed our entire life, right? Like we've, the pathway that has led us to where we are right now is consistently making bold choices. And that's, you know, Ooh. yeah, it's, and it, and it's, and it, and I want to express this because I think it's important is like, it's still fucking scary every time. It's yes. still scary every single time, but you still choose it because you know what's on the other side. And I think, you know, yes. to, to, with the awareness of Temple of Eros is oftentimes, again, I love what you express, like it's, it's a bit missing in spirituality because we can get a little bit too serious, which blocks us from the fluidity of this like prismatic expression that we're experiencing. And that seriousness is blocking us from the truth of unraveling, which means you allow what is happening to happen and you still make the choice that you know is you in your courageous expression, right? Because it's not like those thoughts are never going to come again. They're always there. We know because we communicate all the time and we're on a roller coaster because we are fucking devoted and committed to the highest roller coaster you've ever experienced. And it's, it's not about those, I, those thoughts never like going away and never being triggered or never being upset. It's in the midst of that choosing to believe it or not. And that's the power yes. of artistry and eros and sensory mysticism, because it allows you to take an idea in your mind and move it through the magnificent instrument that is this vessel. And that's, I think, yes. what oftentimes we're missing, right? It's like this instrument is designed to alchemize energy. It is literally created in that way. And so when you do that, it does become fun. Even when it is fucked, there is an element of eroticism and aliveness and like, mm, I can't believe I'm putting myself through this, but this is fucking hot. <laughs> yes. I like, that's it right there. It's like, we're seeking aliveness from all these external factors. We just want to feel alive. And at, you said it, our body, this vessel is a dial-up connection to God. Our body, this vessel is the pathway to full aliveness. We have to inhabit this being, this body, these emotions, this psyche and system fully in order to touch the God beyond mm. it, that we are in truth. And it's like, you're talking about these bold choices. I got goosebumps like 700 times while you were talking. <laughs> okay, maybe three times. Um, and it's, you know, <laughs> speaking of seeking the truth, but it's like these bold choices, what that's a reflection of for me is being a sincere seeker, yes. which as my therapist has said to me, Angel, you know, you seek the truth at all costs. And that <laughs> means you've lived a pretty interesting life. And I believe you will continue to do so. Not everybody does that, but everybody can do that. Yes. And that's what creates a beautiful life from my perspective. And exactly as you said, that's what gives you the embodied courage to, to step off into the abyss mm -hmm. again and again and trust that some way, somehow 
the ground will appear beneath your feet. And if it doesn't, you'll fucking make art out of the fall, you know, and, and nothing is wasted on us. Yeah. Nothing mm. is wasted on us. When we're walking the path of central mysticism and we are creating artistry out of our life and out of every emotion, then everything becomes valuable. And I've said that many times in my darkest places, I've prayed, it makes me emotional. I yeah. said, you know what spirit, nothing will be wasted on yeah. me. Not, not a fucking, not a minute. That's my prayer. And I don't always get it. And thank God I have mirrors like you to reflect it to me. But that's my prayer yeah. for myself. And that's, I hope, my prayer for every every being alive, but particularly, you know, I'm here to serve women. And I, and I really want that for each of us. I think we confuse in our society comfort for safety. Yes. Listen up. Those are not the same fucking things. Comfort and safety are not the same fucking things. Oh. Don't get complacent, y'all. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> that was Wake up. that is literally exactly how I was feeling in Topanga. And that was exactly the 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 mantra that I got to because I was feeling complacent and I felt incredibly comfortable. But in underneath it, I actually felt unsafe because I could feel that part of me that was like dying to move past it and wasn't being allowed. And so it's like putting ourselves in these situations. And I exactly what you said. It's it is a skill and we get to learn it and we get to cultivate and work and train that muscle so that we get what we want. And it doesn't come from someone gifting it to us. It's, it comes from us creating it. Now that creation could look like someone gifting it to you, but it's not you dependent on an outside force. It's us self-sourcing, right? And, and yes. that feeling is exact. I love what you expressed is nothing will be wasted because even in the moments when you believe it's wasted, as you said, we have an opportunity to create deep art. And if you think about it, going back to what we said, the incredible songs, the beautiful art, the amazing food, like the incredible, you know, paintings, those are created out of, of really deep, dark moments. Right. And we're missing that. And I think that, you know, when we're feeling overwhelm and stress and all of these things that we get caught up in in our society we're missing the point of what is here for us now you know what what can i do for yes. myself now that will allow this feeling to be fully lived through me versus just trying to stuff it down which is what most of us do and then we seek aliveness outside yes. of us but it's literally inside stuffed down all you have to do is re release the the valve yes and it's like we keep these guardrails on it reminds mm. me of like when you go bowling as a kid and you, you're not very good and you put the guardrails on but then it keeps us in this box in this limited state and we wonder why we feel so fucking numb or disconnected or lifeless or like oh big lives are for other people but not me or i used to have dreams once upon a time and i guess i'm just getting older and this is just part of growing up fuck that fuck that and it's not just about like the darkness. It's also about if you want to experience bliss, mm. if you want to weep with fucking gratitude, if you want to experience or orgasm from just meditation as Rach and I do on a regular basis because we're willing to also touch the desperate fucking grief and terrifying <laughs> nature of this existence <laughs> and being human, then we got to feel it all. Yeah. Like Brene Brown talks, you can't selectively numb. Mm. And end... We don't have to do it alone. There are structures, there are methods, there are tools that allow us to touch these places inside of us and start to just slowly 
bit by bit, expand our tolerance for aliveness. Yes. That's what we're talking about. We want you to expand your tolerance for aliveness so that you can play full fucking out, yeah. which is what you came to do. Don't buy into the misbelief that this is just growing up, that you've just got to get realistic, whatever the fuck that means, or you just got to like essentially die slowly. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Live fully, baby, please. And I think it's like exactly like, it, you know, everyone has a voice. Everyone has an artist. Everyone, you know, has an, an actor in them. It's just the right containers, safe containers where you're given permission to explore that. Right. And it's like, you know, I, yes. and in tea and poetry this morning, there was a woman who came who had never written before, you know, and everything that came out of her was beautiful because it's the container. Yeah. Right. And that's the, the, the massive importance and Thank the goddess we're at this time where we're coming together as women to, instead of tearing each other down, to lift each other up. And the codes that come yes. from that togetherness is, is the, the rich fertilizer for the soil of our soul's expression. And it's, and it's, mm. it's limitless when we come into that, I mean, Angel and I, you guys have heard us do this a million times because we have, and it's, it's, we're, we're feeding this garden over and over and over again. And so therefore we are reaping the benefits season after season after season. And like a garden, we go through phases. There will be winter, there will be harvest, there will be drought. And those are equally, there will be fires. They're equally yes. as important to renew the soil, right? And that's remembering yes. that we all have that inside of us. And it's imperative to, I think, I think the really important thing that both you and I have had, which is why it's been so healing for both of us, is that there was that story for both of us that we had to do it alone. And when we got yes. over that and, and really meshed and merged with our community of sisters, the power and the, the passion and the radiance and the beauty that has surfaced from that is overflowing. Yes, because we let each other, I let you see me yeah. and you let me see you. And I got to tell you, it's excruciatingly vulnerable and it's so terrifying. And I don't mean just being seen when everything's fine, fine, fine. I mean, being seen when your life is fucking falling apart and your world is ripping open. And you couldn't possibly think that anyone could hold you in that. You're not even sure you can hold yourself. And someone shows up and says, I see you, sister, and I love you, and it's okay. And I think that art gives us an opening into that. Because when we're being silly in sacred theater, or we're opening our voices for the first time and there's dissonance, yeah. but we don't shy away and our voice cracks, but we let ourselves be seen and yeah. witnessed, that vulnerable act that we can create and will facilitate in the Temple of Eros that allows connection to happen yeah. and these bonds to be formed. It's not about being pretty and perfect and fucking packaged up. We don't owe the world that. We don't owe anyone that. Fuck that, mm. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. It's it's so, you know, it's like the the path of sensual mysticism is a sensory experience, right? It is this full embodiment of of spirituality felt through the body, right? And and so that that leans us into the game of subtleties where we're feeling into contractions and expansions into what you just said is like we don't want that pretty perfect package because it's rigid. And it is not smooth because there's no allowance because we're holding this, 
this idea of what we think is going to get us love or get us acceptance or get us, you know, belonging when that comes from surrendering into the contraction, which therefore catapults you into the expansion. And the artistry is the, is the tool that makes that so erotic and so joyful and so abundant because, you know, the energy of weird, which is so often what we will get into, right, is weirdness. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, who are listening, the etymology of weird is to follow your fate or destiny. And like, we, how many of us as children were like, I'm weird. Of course you are. We are meant to be. And now let's channel everything we can through that vessel of weirdness, which allows that thing we thought to turn into what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It's this realization. And I think you and I both passionately live this, that manifestation or getting what you want is not about like making a list and trying to force the universe to bend to your will. Good fucking luck. How's that working <laughs> out for you? I still try it every now and then just, just, just to see so how it goes. Super works. Doesn't work so well. <laughs> versus becoming a clear and open vessel for what wants to happen through us. How does life want to live through us? And then our will and the divine will are the same will mm. and things become very fucking effortless mm. when that's the case. That's that alignment that we're talking about. And how do we get to that alignment? By tuning this human instrument that it can be played by the divine, that we're not getting in the way, constantly trying to like talk over God and that is actually how we came up with the Temple of Eros. Yeah. We've done, we, we have been asking and feeling what is trying to be birthed through us. Yeah. Something is here. We've sat in medicine ceremonies. We've done pleasure practices together. We've taken this into prayer again and again in our daily practice, in our own artistry. And this has been coming through. This is what this temple is what's being birthed through mm -hmm. us. It's what's being called forward. So we trust that those listening will know and answer the call yes. and say, yes, I want to step into the temple of Eros with my sisters. Yes. I, I am either already on the path of central mysticism and I don't want to do it alone anymore or I'm not on that path, but hell fucking yeah, get me on it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that <clears throat> this is, you know, the importance of this is our highest excitement. This is our highest expression mm -hmm. and our highest expansion. This is our highest devotion. And that's the potency that you and I have continuously mused over is, is our mutual, you know, deep hunger for expansion and evolution and through, through pleasure and through play and through eroticism and, and wanting to, you know, be in each other's container, you know, complete honesty, because we get to, <laughs> we get to just be in our, each other's medicine, which is so wonderful. And then therefore in each other's medicine, if all the women who are joining us and that is, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, and, and I think you and I started to have this vision because this has been in the works for months now. It's like, that beautiful scene of all of the goddesses in this temple, in this marble golden temple and everyone in erotic expression and reminding us erotic expression is aliveness. That doesn't mean just sexual. It can mean that, but it is the fullness of our experience being lived through us with full permission and the safety of our incredibly protected sacred holy temple which is the thing that's been missing yes yes and you know we we went into to pleasure practice around this we went into medicine ceremonies around this we went into prayer around this we went into meditation around this we've been like calling this through like asking spirit use us 
use us. We're excited. We're ready. We're open channels, you know, and following the thread of that inspiration. Like we want to create art. Mm. We want to take this to another level. We want it to make art together as a community through our conversation with God and our bodies and life. And we went into this pleasure practice together and we asked to see what we would see. And, you know, part of this vision that we were co-creating this pleasure space was walking through the dark, dank, under like uh, a hallway or underground, a cave, mm-hmm. like a, what would you call that, Rach? Like a, a path underground. Tunnel. tunnel. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> help, help me. <laughs> um, a tunnel underground with like lanterns and like ghouls. But once you got through that underworld, we popped up into this golden mm. marble temple. And as Rach was saying, there was just this full embodiment. I saw some women were like, screeching and covering themselves in their own menstrual blood and some women were like moaning and in self-pleasure and other women were singing in the top of their lungs and just living just free to exist and live without fear fear of what might happen to them fear of being cast out fear of fear of fear of fear the witch wound fear of their magic and instead we could be in a space together playing full fucking out and like touching the edges it's like, it's okay to touch the edges. We need a safe space to be like, woo, baby. Yeah. Like how, how far can I go within myself? And that's the space we want to create. And to be held in that. And that's, that's you know, this is what we've been practicing ourselves for so long, right? And it's like, I think in a way it was like, okay, let's not be so selfish. <laughs> let's share this with the rest of the world. Because if, if, if we're feeling this way, others are. And the things that we're missing are the container and the safety and the way to integrate what comes up when we touch edges. Because that's the thing that we're going to be faced with. The narratives, the beliefs, the stories that arrive when we touch something, the programming from our childhood, from religion, from our parents, from authority figures, from books, whatever it is that is keeping us from our most liberated, truthful expression. Then we get to take (sighs) you into you know, the expression of mysticism where we reprogram your energetics so that you no longer have to carry that belief and you can rewrite and create your new belief, which is I am an alchemy of the divine and I can do that for the rest Mm. of my life. And if I devote myself to me, which is what that is, I'm devoting myself to sisterhood, to the rise of the feminine, to the rise of the masculine, to the rise of our whole entire world and community in the artistry of life, because that's what we're here to do. That's what everyone wants to do. We're just waiting for permission. Yes. Yes. Let's make a masterpiece, baby. That's what our soul came for. Our soul came to play full fucking out and make a masterpiece, a messy, Mm. like masterpieces aren't packaged up. They're fucking brutal and savage and moving and exquisite. And there's perfection and there's, perfection in the mess it's like that's what we're here to do is to play full out and make a masterpiece and to ensure that nothing is wasted on us we get to choose that we don't get to choose everything that happens to (sighs) us at least on a human level but we can choose to make art out of it to make meaning and to grow through it in our conversation with god to live our life as a conversation with the divine and to make our life an ode to live our life as an offering on the altar of existence Mm. i'm here to let each breath say, I'm here and I've lived and I've loved and I've lost and I'm here. I'm living. Nothing is wasted. And we get to do it together. (sighs) I think that the, such a beautiful, you know, how often have we gone into a museum and seen a piece of art and been like, Oh, I could do that. Right. 
many of us have said that, but what we don't realize in this path, right, is what goes in behind the scenes, whether it is one singular square or, you know, tons of arrays of things. There is so much trial and error. And the path of the sensual mystic is the willingness to let every single trial and tribulation be a part of the masterpiece versus the thing that's blocking you from it. And that's the path of the artist is that they don't give up anytime something happens to them. They transform that, oh, it happened for me into something that can therefore serve another human that's going through something similar or completely different. Yes, I love that metaphor of the art piece Mm -hmm. because it's really pointing to, I think, what we're trying to get to here, which is it's the energy within something that animates it. It's not the physical piece of art with the dot on it. It's the energy inside that piece that has been moving people. It's not the body and the way that it moves. It's the energy within the body that animates it so, right? It's why we can hear someone who's a technically really wonderful singer and maybe not feel as moved. Mm -hmm. Or we can hear someone who's raw and their voice is cracking and feel so moved because it's the energy within. It's like how freely flowing how much life force energy is being allowed. And the thing about that is that that is what I believe all the great mystic traditions and the spiritual technologies that we have through the spiritual practices Mm -hmm. are helping us to do. It's helping us to expand our energetic infrastructure such that we can hold more life force energy, such that we can bring through from the heavens, from beyond, through our body into this material plane, more life through us, our bodies, when we tune them through embodiment, when we expand our capacity through vocal release and song and poetry and meditation and stillness and pleasure practices, we all of these things are leading to this really resilient, energetic infrastructure that will allow you to bring more life through you and will allow you to withstand more life around yes. you. <laughs> yes, yes. And I th- but mm. that resilience piece, that's it right? It's like every person that you look to, that you feel inspired by, they possess resiliency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, baby, you can tell we're lit up about this. We're excited. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's like the, the cracking open of, especially, you know, I know for both of us in the last... I don't know how long, but recently it's been deep and it's been big and it's been um, such massive catalyzation. And I'll speak for myself personally. I've been there have been moments where I'm almost like physically sick to my stomach because so much is re you know, reforming and exactly what you said, like, it's like my, my container is shifting gears in order to host the new quantum leap that is present now. And it's like that this path is so profound when that, when these moments are happening, because nothing is wasted. Everything that I'm feeling, I know that I'm feeling this because I'm getting to a big expansion. And so therefore, instead of resisting it, we we turn into allowance. We turn into, let me write about this. Let me dance about this. Let me sing with this. Let me cook with this. You know, in the last few days of getting here, my reprieve was cooking these incredible, fantastic meals that made my senses come alive, Mm. that grounded me into the space and reminded me of my 
internal magic and my world. And it's like, Mm. it's showing us that everything is valid and that everything is a part of it. And instead of, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was discussing this with a client yesterday, you know, there are so many different paths and it's not to say that this is the path. It is a path. And this is just a path that you and I are Mm -hmm. both devoted to. And so many previous paths, you have to give up everything in order to reach this ascended state, right? And we've discussed this so many times versus needing everything and therefore letting that be your life lived through you, you know? So, so nothing, so you don't have to live with that tension of, I can't touch that. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. And, and from that, you're, you're burst into this place where clarity is at the forefront and you get to decide versus saying Mm. you can't, I can't is so disempowering. Mm. Whereas I don't, I don't choose this. This is my boundary. This is my, you know, whatever it is, my discerning moment. That is a choice, which puts you into this empowered embodied state of living in tandem and working with the universe as your ally and your guide. Yeah. And you'll love us. I think the path of the central mystic is like taking the universe, taking the divine as our lover, mm. as our soulmate and, and feeling the wind on the skin as like a flirt being tickled by God, goddess, the divine, whatever word resonates with you. As you're saying, like cooking a meal, eating the food, mm. like letting the food make love to you, letting the mm. shower and the water hit your body, letting it make love to you. Like what if life was always tenderly making love to yes. you like who would you be if you could open into the fullest loving possible and allow life to fuck you open <laughs> as sometimes it's trying to do so insistently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like oh, uh, sometimes i we've joked like life is a dominatrix mm-hmm. you know god she's like bend over baby this might hurt a little but then it's gonna feel it's gonna good. feel Relax, good open, surrender let go, <laughs> let go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. What a blessing. Mm. What a ride. What a ride. And we get to choose in each moment to stay with it, to stay with life, to stay with our body, to stay with our being. Right. Even what I'm recognizing now when I, when I feel the numbness, which happens to me, Mm -hmm. right? Like trauma changes us. And there's so much beauty that I've received from the pain that I've experienced in my life. It has stretched my capacity. The The pain that hollowed me fucking out became the depth of pain I can experience and sit in front of without backing yes. off. So I wouldn't trade it for a second. And yet still there are moments when I feel that, that old valve yeah. of disconnection, of numbness mm-hmm. take over me. And what I'm learning to do even now is to stay with the numbness. Yes to stay connected to the non-feeling, which is so wild. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening, like this isn't some sense of like spiritual perfectionism mm-hmm. again that we're like striving for here. It's just making love to all mm-hmm. of it, making art out of all of it. Like nothing is wasted, not the numbness, not the pain, not the beauty, not the orgasm, not the bliss, not the jealousy, all of it, all of it's valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes to all of it. I think it's that's so important because they're like when, when – you are living this path, we are expanding in ways that are beyond what we could ever imagine. And it is terrifying. And, and so, but 
when you're not on this path and you're and you're not choosing anything, it's still terrifying. So you might as well be on a path that allows <laughs> you to use it for something and to channel it and to make something out of it and to turn exactly as you said, that pain that we've experienced into power and into pleasure and into service for others. And that's when it that's when it's like mm-hmm. it it gets to to do what it's meant to do. And it's like, you know, people are gonna say shit. It's always going to be terrifying. It's, you know, it, I would say that it doesn't get easier. It, you just know how to meet it. And you know that eventually mm-hmm. that is is going to serve an expansion that will give you a capacity of love and bliss and, and ecstasy that you could never reach before. Yes. And you know what? We cannot offer you a path that will make you immune to pain immune to criticism, immune to rejection. We don't have that pill or that quick fix. I don't think anybody does. But what this path can give you is an ability to make love to that, to make meaning from it, to make beauty out of Mm. it, and to live full out, full out, and a restoration, a reconnection, and an energetic infrastructure to withstand the aliveness, the creative intelligence that is far superior to yours alone that is alive within you and all around you and trying to live through yes. you. That's what this part mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keyword, it's trying. That that yearning that you're feeling, that urge, that beckoning that we all know inside of us, that is life begging us to meet it, to merge with it, to meld together and create what we're meant to create. We're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to do this in community and the divine is literally right here. Mm-hmm. goading us mm. come on come, come on, on honey she, let's go she wants us to play she's like oh yeah here's my move what you gonna do what's your move we're co-creating and then you make your move and life goes oh yeah mm-hmm. what about this <laughs> wild surprising adventure that it is yes <laughs> oh my god oh my love mm. damn I could do this with you forever. I think I, I think will. I will subscribe <laughs> lifetime subscription lifetimes subscription <laughs> yes lifetimes Mm -hmm. um thank you all for listening and being on this journey with Mm. us if you want to join us for the temple of eros we would love to have Mm. you we are starting mid-june i'm gonna pull up the date right now so i get it right for y'all we kick off june 18th Mm -hmm. and we go for four months yes yeah four months my love a a deep ass (laughs) container you know we've we've we're hearing the call from Root Revolution, which was such a profound portal of expansion and getting the next up level, which is a longer container where we can go deeper and to really be in the embodiment of the central path of mysticism and of the teachings so that we can, again, energetically reprint ourselves so that you have the tools to be your own ally, right? So this is a, a mm. full experience, mind, body, soul, where you get to be in community and be healed together we're fucking excited yes so excited this is a restoration a reclamation of your full aliveness and the creative intelligence within you there will be erotic poetry workshops sacred theater Mm -hmm. songwriting there will be coaching from both rachel and Mm -hmm. i there will be deep dives into the nature of the reality and the universe 
and the path of central mysticism. Mm-hmm. It will be fun. It will be embodied. And there will, it be, will be deep. Lots of pleasure, <laughs> pleasure, 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 pleasure. Yes. Pleasure practices, baby. All the way, honey. That's the best way that I know how, at least the funnest way that I know how to re-imprint the nervous system. <laughs> Amen, honey. <laughs> so we'll be- Hey, and I got to say, so you come and pleasure us? practices with women in a container, that's Oof. like one of the most sacred, holy things in the entire universe. Mm. A fucking mama. No experience necessary, yeah. just a willingness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel the call, come to either Rachel's Instagram at Positive Pringle. You can come to my Instagram at Angelica Alana. It'll be in both of our bios. Click the link. You can DM us and ask us questions. We love to connect in Cosmic Muse with other goddesses. Come join us. Hell yeah, Hell yeah, honey. We love you. Anything else you want to say, baby? I'm just deeply, profoundly grateful for you and for walking this path Mm. alongside of you. And may we do this for many, many lifetimes. And so it is, baby. So it is. I love you. I love you. That's it for today, Awakened One. And just a quick thank you from me. Thank you for gifting us with your most precious resource, your time and attention, so that we can make this world a more awakened place. And if we're not friends on Instagram yet, then we absolutely should be. So come on over and say hello at Angelica Alana. And I'll see you there and see you next week.